Welcome to Victory Church Podcast. At Victory, we are committed to connecting people to God, His church and their purpose. For more information, visit victorychurch.net.au. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. I, uh, I, I'm a preacher and so I couldn't miss this opportunity tonight without saying something. But I, I won't keep you long. But before I get into what I want to share, I do want to say thank you to the incredible team that has been with me in this journey from day one. Including Kath and I, there were 13 of us. We didn't have a clue what we were doing. We still don't. But of the 13 originals, there's still nine in this church. And, and that, is, that is just wonderful for me. And of all the nine, I want to just highlight one, and that is this man on the front row. He's my brother, my older brother. I was the middle one. I've got an older brother and a young one. I'm the middle one, the overlooked, neglected middle child. But two years prior to planting the church, it was myself and Pete, no one else, that met every morning and just started praying about what could be without any idea that it would lead to this some 22 years later. We just were hungry for the things of God. We just cried out to him for something. And when we said something, it was that generic. We had no idea what the something was. We didn't even have many prayers up our sleeves. We said, Lord, rend the heavens and come down. We'd heard Danny say that many times. We shared that prayer and shake all that can be shaken. And then I look at Pete and say, now it's your turn. And he'd say, well, Lord, rend the heavens and come down and shake all that can be shaken. And, and, and two years later, we had this incredible opportunity to start the church with those people that I mentioned before. And miracle of miracles, here we are 20 years later. And so I thought to myself, what could I possibly share with such a diverse group of people? There are some here who have been Christians twice as long as I have. There are others who have been dragged along by their husband or wife and would rather be watching the football or whatever. And, and, and I, I respect that and I appreciate that and I, and I do not want to waste your time. One thing that Tony Zappier said is that we've been able to preach a message that is relevant and we've worked hard at that. We really have. Uh, all those things that you heard of in those videos, we've done a lot of things wrong. And uh, if you were around when we were doing them wrong, I want to apologize to you, but we are trying to learn, and, and, and we are a work in progress, and, 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 and I do believe that better days are ahead. But I thought, what could I share tonight that could help everyone in their life's journey? And what I thought of, of all things, is probably going to surprise you, because I want to tell you a little story. And the reason I want to tell you a story is because Jesus, who is the main player in the New Testament... He was great at telling stories. We as Christians know them as parables, but let's be honest, they're just stories, they're just chill. They're stories. And, and he was brilliant at taking culture and turning culture and turning what he saw into a story to make a point. And so I want to take a, a more modern day parable. It's not in the Bible. It's a modern day parable. And many of you are going to know this parable because I think it highlights much of our journey. And, and, I, and I think it was going to help some of you in your journey, whatever it is that you do and wherever it is you are in life. And so 
I'm going to start my story, and pretty soon you're going to work out what the story is. But for all the Christians, I'm going to say it's a parable. Okay, so here's my story. It goes something like this. No, it doesn't. It goes exactly like this. Anyway, that's an in-joke. But um, there was a beautiful forest. Just imagine there's a beautiful forest behind me right now. Many animals lived happily in the forest. Turtle and hare also lived in the forest. One day, they had an argument about who was the faster. And so they decided to go on a race and find who was better. And finally, they went on a race in front of all the other animals. You're all the other animals tonight, okay? So you're in this with me. It's a good... As everyone knows, the rabbit ran very fast. But the turtle was very slow. I'm just going to drag this out to see how fit you are. <laughs> After some time, Rabbit looked back and the turtle was so far behind. The rabbit then decided to take a rest for some time. <laughs> they said you should never work with children or animals, and I'm working with both tonight. <laughs> so he took a rest. The rabbit slept. And the turtle walked slowly and eventually crossed the rabbit. The rabbit woke up suddenly, suddenly, or very slowly, whatever, and saw the turtle was nearing the winning post. The rabbit started to run. He ran as fast as he could. But the turtle won the race. The moral of the story is slow and steady wins the race. Let's put our hands together. The reason I wanted to tell that story, yay, parable, is because I believe it describes much of our journey. See, it's easy to look at what we have today. 
It's easy to come in a room of this size with this many people and look at the lights and the music and all that we have. But this is not how we started. This is far, 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 far. Did I say far? I did, didn't I? Far, far from where we started. And I believe that this is not only true of our journey as a church, but I think this is true of your journey in life. And unfortunately, there are many people who don't fully understand this principle and they want everything and they want it now. And it breaks my heart that there are young people getting married and they're not happy just with the house, they want it all furnished. And so I want to use tonight something of our story to help you in your story. Three things I want to achieve tonight. One, through the story of the tortoise and the hare, is highlight our story, but also help you practically in your story and the journey that you are on, but also give glory to the incredible God who's helped us in our story. And so three things very quickly that stand out to me from this particular parable that we've looked at tonight. My first point is simply this. Don't procrastinate. Do something. The turtle in this story started walking. He wasn't the fastest, but he did something. Turn to the person next to him and say, Do something. I can't help but feel that for too many of us in the church, we're asking God to do everything. And he says, I will do most things, but please, church, do something. Learn from the turtle and start to put one foot in front of the other and do something. When we were asked by our pastor to plant a church, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't even know what I was saying yes to, but we did something. And on our very first Sunday, with 13 people in a tiny, tiny hall, we began church. And I've often told the story that the keyboard that we used, because that's the only instrument we had and we never had it amplified, was very small. And people don't believe me. They think, ah, I know you preachers, you exaggerate everything. But I have our original keyboard with us tonight. This is our keyboard. We started our church with nothing more than this itty bitty keyboard. This is it. This is it. This is history in the making. I mean, wow. And there was no amplification. There were no microphones. We just got together in a room and Fiona, who is still with us to this day, just started hitting this keyboard with all she could and we just sang along. 
And I remember at our first Sunday saying, guys, this I know when it comes to worship, you don't need music, you don't need a good voice, you just need a heart that loves God. So let's sing with all that we've got. And we just started. I must say, when we put that medley together, there was a lot of songs that we sang that we will never sing again. (laughs) The good old days weren't all that good. But do something. Do something. Maybe for some of you, you just want to lose some weight. Well, this I know. Sometimes the hardest thing about getting to the gym is just putting your sand shoes on. But put your sand shoes on. Make a start. Do something. Don't procrastinate. I feel like God is saying to us tonight, have a go, your mug. You know what I mean. There's nothing worse than being at the cricket where some guy's bowling his heart out and the batsman's going, no, I'll leave that one. 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 This crowd starts getting restless. And they start this chant, come on, have a go, you mug. Do something or get out. Tonight is a result, not of us having all the answers. but having a go. And can I say for you, those of you who are afraid to do something because of what you don't have, don't worry about what you don't have. Use what you do have. We had a keyboard. (laughs) And that's all we needed. And you know what? If we didn't have that, we had our voices. And if we didn't have that, we got our hands. We can clap. we We can do something. The turtle started. I would say do something. Don't procrastinate. Secondly, Don't compare, be yourself. I don't know if you noticed, but when Mr. Turtle and Mr. Hare stood up here, they look different. Do you know why they look different? Because they are. They have different strengths, different weaknesses. The hare has his speed, the turtle has his shell. (laughs) And you've got to Use your strengths and just be yourself. When we started our church, what you need to know is there was another gentleman who started a church in the same year as us down the road. And they had a different start than us. The man I'm talking about, we'll hear from a little bit later on, he's on the front row, Danny Guglamucci and his lovely wife, Sharon. And, and, and that, that's an, they, they, to this day, are an incredible church. And our first service didn't look anything like their first service. And I'm going to be honest with you, on a really bad day at Victory Christian Centre, as it was then known, I wanted to go to their church. <laughs> I didn't tell our church that, but they wanted to. I mean, we had people who didn't like our church. They said, we're going to go to Ed's. I'm like, yeah, I'm coming with you. But anyway... <laughs> wasn't even called Edge back then. It was Southside. And then I'll, be, I'll see you next Sunday. But I remember saying, no, 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 no. We've got to be true to who we are. And we've got to celebrate other people's success and at the same time be true to who we are. And I believe this is one of the biggest problems that we face today, this curse of comparison. People want to be thinner, 
People want to be more this, people want to be more that, and and we're never satisfied with what we have. Can I say, be satisfied with who you are and be satisfied with what you have? It's a secret to being happy ultimately. But if we're ever trying to be someone else or something else, we're never going to find true happiness. And so we just decided a long time ago that we're just going to be ourselves. And we just coined a little phrase, this is us. And Sunday by Sunday we say, well, I don't know what happened, but this is us. And little by little, slowly but surely, we got to the place that we are today. I remember my darkest day. And this is where the parable comes from. Because many years ago, when I wanted to go to another church that was succeeding down the road, I felt God say to me, be the turtle. Be the turtle. And we celebrate your success, and we celebrate the speed of other people's success. But I know for many of you in this room, your strength is being the turtle. I mean, there are some people that just get a fast start in life, be it at school, be it in business, be it in the church. But for most of us, it's a little by little, line upon line, and so I want to say to you, be the turtle. If your marriage isn't what it should be or where you want it to be, be the turtle. You know, there's a lot of other churches that started in the same time that we started. And we had to endure meetings where they had this amount of people and that amount of people and this amount of money and that amount of money. We didn't have the boast that they did. But we just kept going along and one by one, many of those churches today don't even exist. Some of those pastors aren't in ministry anymore, which breaks my heart. And so no matter where you are positioned right now, can I say, if you're struggling, take heart. Be the turtle. And my third point is simply this. Don't give up. Just keep going. Don't give up, just keep going. The turtle in this story got a bad start. He was a lot slower, but he just didn't give up. I think if there's one thing that marks my life and ministry and our marriage, we just don't know how to give up. We're just going to keep going. Because I've heard from the great theologian, Dory, swimming, swimming, just keep swimming, swimming. <laughs> oh, is that Nemo? I thought it was a bike. You've you got to just keep going. I often get asked, Tony, do you ever feel like giving up? Or have you ever felt like giving up? I've already highlighted the fact that, yes, and on numerous occasions. And there are sometimes I have been knocked down. And I know that every one of us in this room from time to time gets knocked, gets, gets knocked down. But getting knocked down is not the problem. 
We all get knocked down. But it's having the strength to get up again. And I want to say to you, if you feel like you're on the ropes, if you feel like you're on the canvas, if you feel like giving up or giving in tonight, if you're ready to walk out on your marriage, if you're ready to walk out on your business, can I say to you tonight, give it one more time, one more day, one more chance. Because who knows? It may just be the difference between failure and success. You know what all successful people have in common? They just didn't give up. They just didn't give up. And I want to encourage you tonight not to give up. Bear Grylls, another great theologian, said this, survival can be summed up in three words. Never give up. That's the heart of it, really. Just keep trying. You ever heard the saying, I feel like I'm taking two steps forward and one step back. Watch this. I feel like I'm taking two steps forward and one step back. Oh, I don't know what's going on in my life. I'm taking two steps forward and one step back. Oh, I feel like giving up. I'm taking two steps forward and one step back. I've had a gutful. I've had enough because I feel like I'm taking two steps forward and one step back. I tell you, I've just about had it because I'm sick to death of taking two steps forward and one step back. Wow. What just happened? That's our church right there. Three hour worship sessions, backwards. <laughs> Make a change, a little bit of momentum. Flags in worship, a few steps backwards. Get rid of the flags, a little bit of momentum. Preaching too long. Preach shorter. Which is your time to just start playing something because I need to wrap up. It's like the Oscars. They play the music, you get off. <laughs> but can I say this in closing before I ask Pastor Danny Guglamucci to come up and say something. Everything I've shared tonight, although we've had fun and we've seen two brothers dressed absolutely ridiculous. Thank you, Josh and Aidan. Appreciate that. I believe that everything I've shared tonight just reflects the heart of God, who He is, and what He did for us. God did something for us. He didn't just look down from heaven and say, come on, you lot, get yourself sorted out. No, He acted a plan of salvation. While we were still sinners, doing our own thing, smoking, drinking, sleeping around, whatever it is that you were up to, God knows. And he says, I love them, and I'm going to initiate a plan of salvation. He so loves you, so loves this world, that he came and he did something. He gave us the incredible opportunity to be ourselves. God made you and God made me uniquely different. And he does not make rubbish. He does not make junk. And he wants you to celebrate you. You go to different churches and you'll see church done differently. 
But this is how we do it. Welcome to our house. And there should be a confidence that comes with knowing Jesus because you are a world champion you. And we also see God is a God who's so committed to us that he never gives up on us. I was thinking about flight 370, MH370, and the extensive search that is going on right now to find the wreckage, the broken pieces. I think it's a picture of how God intently searches for us, no matter how broken our lives are. No, how many pieces our heart has been shattered into. God loves you. In actual fact, if I was to summarize what is Christianity in its simplest, purest form, it's this, that you matter to God. You matter to Him. I know the church hasn't always done the best of reflecting that, and I apologize for that. I realize our three-hour services of worship probably weren't helpful in reflecting that, and I apologize for that. But our commitment is to change, to best represent and best reflect how much God loves you and thinks of you. You matter to Him, so much so that He left the splendor of heaven, laid down His life, that you and I may experience eternal life. And it's that thought that energizes me not to stop at year 20. We're not here celebrating what we have done and going to pack our bags and go to Queensland and give up. I feel like we're just starting. I feel like it's taken me 20 years to get my act together. I feel like it's taken me 20 years to finally work out what the heck I'm doing. And I'm excited about the future. I feel I have youth on my side. I feel I have health on my side. I feel I have energy on my side. I feel I have faith on my side. And I know this to be true, I have God on my side. And so the next 20 years look bright. And I want to extend the invitation to you all to journey with us. We're not here to twist your arm. We're here to say, you matter to God and you matter to us. And we love you dearly. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you have any questions, please email us at admin at victorychurch.net.au 